Welcome back to the Big Punt monthly football podcast with myself, Marshall Farnsworth, Tom Griggin, and Derek Griggin. We are back October 2020. Going to be getting into some of the O-line and D-line rankings. And I'm going to have my quality production, kind of more stats-based team rankings. Obviously, much different than after just the one week tiny sample size. Some some podcast news. We had our first episode get into the double digits. Our NFL 2020 season preview reached the reach the 10. So there you go. That's, all right. It's probably then, getting big. Um, yeah. Is it uh, how's it uh, is it like the arm is the naval base going crazy over this or <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. It's still a hidden gem. Okay. We got to build up slowly. And then our NFL, this is kind of includes us, but then also some other people we have. The NFL 32 pick challenge, is what I'm calling, has been taken off a little bit. We got the little... I'll just quickly read off the standings there. We got my friend Chuck, dead last, 11th place, made one pick, did not get it. Tied for ninth, I got my two friends, Jake and Mylon, have yet to make a pick. Eighth place, Mason, seventh place, my friend, uh, we call him Hooch. Tied for fourth, we got Derek and Tom and my Uncle Terry with five of six picks. So they, they got the best percentage right now. We only made six picks. My girlfriend, Emma, has been doing really well. She was doing really well at first. Got a few wrong. She's got seven of ten. I'm at eight of 13, second place. I was doing really well. Got five of five and then not doing so well recently. And then my friend, Anthony, just has been making a whole bunch of picks. So he is currently has the most points, 11 of the 16 picks. So that we'll see how that goes. I don't know if that's how it should be ordered. I think it should be a percentage based. It looks like there's a three-way tie for first. Well, then someone could just make one pick and then, you know, just if they get it right, they would just be in first place. Well, you have to, I feel like you should have to, you know, use all your picks. Well, or at least the it, final it tally. Really, be, uh, you know, the standings yeah. right now, won't really matter that much because everyone will make everyone will make the 32 picks, you know, so the standings right now. Um, I just win without them all. So let's get into the offensive line rankings with Derek going to do. Are you doing top and bottom again? You want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have uh, top five and bottom five. I was going to do top ten, bottom ten this time, but instead I took my time and really actually went a more statistical side because I feel like it's it's tough to, you know, judge offensive lines on emotion alone. So I did a lot of production stats here. Most of the uh, categories I use to decide my rankings is how many sacks that they have allowed, their overall rushing yards per game, and then also yards per attempt. 
And then a big one that I based a lot of this off of was uh, yards before contact. So I feel like the, whoever has like really good yards before contact means the offensive line is doing a good job of, you know, driving back the defenders, getting to that second level. And then also pocket time. Those were the big five factors that I used for the most part to compile these. So I'll just get right underway with it. And so starting out with 28th best, I guess you could worst defense in the league. The number five here, I have uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So Cincinnati is tied for 29th in pocket time. Uh, they average a, uh, a 2.3 seconds per pocket, which is very poor. And then they're 31st in the league with uh, 15 sacks allowed. So their young quarterback's not getting a lot of time back there, so makes it a lot tougher. 29th, I have the New York Jets. They have their 23rd in sacks allowed in the league. They have given up 12, uh, 29th in pocket time, and then their 30th in yards before contact. So the quarterback's not getting a lot of time to throw, and also the running back's getting hit not far past the line of scrimmage. The number 30, I have the New York Giants. So these New York teams are not doing well at all with as in regards to offensive line. So they're 30th in sacks allowed and 31st in rushing yards, which I know has a little bit to do with, you know, Saquon not being, not being healthy, but you know, Danny Dimes is dropping back and getting sacked a lot and they're not getting much uh, production out of their backfield either. And then, for 31 and 32, I actually had these teams swapped, and then I swept, swept, switched them last second. So it's number 32, or number 31, rather. I have the Houston Texans. They have given up the most sacks through four weeks, and they are 32nd in rushing yards, and then 30th in yards per attempt, and then 23rd in yards before contact. So pretty much bottom of the, the barrel there and everything other than uh, – pocket time so they can't run the ball Deshaun Watson's getting hit often I know they don't have as great of a wide receiving course so they probably have to hold on to the ball a little bit longer but their offensive line is not helping them in any regards and then with the worst offensive line in my opinion in the football league right now I'm gonna go with the Washington football team they have uh they've given up 13 sacks which puts them at 26th in the league uh, they have the 30th or the dead last worst pocket time with 2.2 seconds and they're 30th in rushing yards per game and 31st with rushing uh, yards per attempt and 25th in yards before contact. So pretty much dead last in or around that area in all my major categories I was judging them on. So that wounds out the, the bottom five there. Nice. And now to crack on with the uh, the top five, which I actually really enjoyed doing this one. It was uh, pleasantly surprising with me. So at number five, I have Kansas City. They have – I know they're mostly, uh, you know, passing offense, but uh, Patrick Mahomes has only been sacked three times this year with how much they pass the ball. It was very shocking to me. I know he's a little bit mobile, so he can help them out a little bit, but – but they're also ninth in rushing yards per game, so they're getting a lot of 
a lot of yards per game and then ninth in yards before contact. So, and three of the, what I think are the most important categories there, they're top 10 in each one. And then at number four, I have the Green Bay Packers, another primarily pass heavy team, but they're, they're tied for first with Kansas city, I should say uh, with three sacks given up and they're fourth in rushing yards and fifth per yards per attempt. So they're doing it through the air and the ground. It's not just all Aaron Rodgers. Their offensive lines really helping them out. Number three, I have Seattle Seahawks. They have, they're tied for first with the most, uh, the largest pocket time. They're at 2.7 seconds. So they got a whole half second lead over a uh, Washington football team there. And they're fifth with uh, yards before contact. I rated them a little bit higher, even though they're not in all the categories, just because I feel like the team with Seattle, their run game is not that good. They don't primarily run the ball a lot. So I feel like the biggest thing you want with them is a long, long pocket time for Russell Wilson to uh, get out there and make his passes. So that's why I have them at number three and not a little bit lower. And then at number two, I have the New England Patriots. They have the second highest pocket time and fourth in rushing yards per attempt and then second in yards before contact. They're getting 3.2 yards before they their ball carriers even get touched by the defensive linemen. And then at number one, this one was very fun to do. Uh, it's the Cleveland Browns. So they are first in rushing yards in the league with 204 a game. They're 25 yards over the number two team in the league per game. They're tied with Seattle with pocket time with 2.7 seconds. And they're first in rushing yards per attempt. And they've only given up six sacks this year. So pretty much every statistic there, they're top three, top four. And it's not even – the one thing that came out to me is that they have the most attempts out of any team in rushing the ball, but they're also – yards per attempt is number one by a half a yard over Baltimore. They're almost averaging six yards per attempt. And that and has to do a lot with their offensive line playing very well. But, yeah, that was uh, – that's the top five, bottom five offensive lines in the league, in my opinion. I like it. Browns getting the big win. I was wondering why Baker Mayfield's having such a good season. 200 yards a game rushing, lots of time comparatively in the, in the pocket. And yeah, so uh, I expected them to be up there, but I didn't expect them to be number one. That's awesome. It, literally every rushing category, they're number one in yards, number one in attempts, and then number one in yards per attempt. And then also like their sixth. No, they're 10th in sacks allowed and first in pocket time. So they're literally everything you want the offensive line to be doing, they're clicking on it. And I didn't hey. even like before even thinking about it, I never even thought about the offensive line. I just thought our running backs had talent. And that's why we're getting so many rushing yards, but it really put it in perspective for me how important it is. Yeah. There was a stat I saw that was the most rushing yards any team has had against the Cowboys ever. In a right. game. Our place in history books right there. They've been around for forever. Uh, I was like, well, there you go, America's team. Yeah. Oh, another little statistic I got from my list I compiled just to show you how important a solid offensive line is. I know everyone knows it's important, but I didn't think it was like this important. Uh, the combined record of the bottom five teams are 217 and one, and the combined record of the top five teams are 17 and three. So it really pays to, to pay them big men. 
All right, cool. Uh, Tom, D okay, lines. Let's see here. I had defensive line, so I waited a couple things. Um, first being sacks. Now I know I think we all know that sacks is not always defensive line. That there's blitzes and things like that. So I I looked at that as well. I looked at quarterback knockdown percentage and quarterback hurry percentage. Um, I probably should have looked at rushing yards against, but I didn't. Um, that's probably an indicator of a good defensive line. Um, it's also a good indicator of linebackers. So there's some overlap here that, that uh, you know, was, was maybe tough to kind of correlate. But um, that's what I looked at. So I do have uh, five teams, um, defense, five defensive lines at the bottom, and I'll go through each one of those. At number 28 is Jacksonville. Um, they've they've only had four sacks in four games, um, which is which is pretty low. Um, their their quarterback knockdown rate is about 12 percent, which is actually not too bad. There's some teams in the top 10 that are lower than that, but their their hurry percentage is low um, at nine percent. So um, they've given up a decent amount of points too. Um, so they're number 28. Coming in at 29 is Detroit. Uh, they've had five sacks, so a little bit more than Jacksonville, but they are much lower in quarterback knockdown, much lower in hurry percentage. Um, they're at 8% and 5%, respectively, and another team that, that tends to give up a lot of, a lot of points as well. Um, number 30 is Tennessee, also with just four sacks through the first four games. Um, another weird one, actually a relatively high quarterback knockdown rate. So maybe maybe their sack percentage will go up. Maybe they're just getting to the quarterback, but just a split second too late. So um, this is maybe a team to watch fall maybe out of the top, out of the bottom five um, from a defensive line perspective. But they do blitz a lot. So they're blitzing about 40% of the time, which is one of the highest numbers, and they're still not getting um, a bunch of sacks. So... Um, that tells me that the defensive line's pretty uh, underperforming. Um, at 31, Las Vegas at four sacks, very low on the quarterback knockdown at 9%, and very, very low on the quarterback hurry percent at only 6%. So 6% of the the, uh, the passing plays are hurried. That's, that's very low. I mean, that's given the quarterback a ton of time. And then worst, um, coming in at three sacks, um, which is less than one per game. Um, notice how quickly I came up with that that average number is Carolina. And they have a quarterback knockdown percentage that is by far the lowest in the league at 3%. So out of 100 pass plays, they've knocked the quarterback down three times. And then their quarterback hurry percentage is, is actually a little better than some of the teams in the bottom five, but but, but very low at at 10% as well. So... Um, those are my bottom five. I, you know, I weighted sacks heavily, but I did take into consideration, you know, blitz percentage. Um, so those are my bottom five. Who did you say again? I'm trying to write these down. Number 29? Detroit. Okay. All right, cool. Top five. Yeah, and I do I, I I do have ten teams listed, but I think I'm on ten. That's fine. You sure? Because that it, you know it gets kind of muddled between six and ten. Um, 
but okay, I'll move through the I'll, I'll move through the ten through six pretty quick. Um, Baltimore at ten, um, they have a good amount of sacks and their hurry percentage on the quarterbacks pretty good. Um, they do blitz a lot, so they get some of their sacks from that from that aspect. But still, you know, traditionally a pretty good defensive line there. Um, the New York Giants, surprisingly, um, they blitz very little comparatively, but they have ten sacks. Um, about 11% quarterback knockdown rate, which is actually not too bad. And then their hurry rate's about average. Buffalo coming in at number eight. Um, they've got 10 sacks and a pretty good uh, quarterback knockdown percentage. Indy coming in at 10 sacks as well at number seven. And then Washington, surprising, like maybe not surprisingly, Washington coming in at number six. Um, they've got 14 sacks, which is third or fourth best in the league. Um, they've got two guys, Young and Houston, that are that are racking up the, the the majority of those sacks. I think we all are familiar with Chase Young, and you know, it wouldn't be shocking. I know he's hurt. I don't know what his prognosis is, but you know, if he's healthy, he's he's a good sack a game type of a player. Um, and then, so the top five, fifth best def- defensive line is the Los Angeles Rams. Um, they do have 12 sacks and they do not blitz very much. So they're getting they're getting their their high number of sacks on their penetration and they're uh, up from their defensive line and probably a couple of their linebackers. Um, number four, Tampa Bay. This is surprising. I don't think any anyone really thought that they were, you know, maybe a dominating defensive line, but they have 14 sacks, which is third best. They have two players, too, Barrett and Pierre Paul, that are kind of a good, you know, a good tandem of, of, of two guys that are hard to control. Um, they have a very high hurry percentage, um, but they do blitz a lot, too. So, you know, that's a consideration. Um, they do get a lot of their sacks from from other areas beside defensive line. But um, based on their sacks and their hurry percentage, I had them at number four. I had the Browns at number three. Um, they have 11 sacks, but their hurry percentage is is very high at 15%. So I think they can build on that number. I think they can can get into the you know the area where the the, the top couple teams are with respect to sacks. You know, Miles Garrett is good for 16 and you know or more or more a year. <clears throat> He's actually averaging more than one a game. So they're gonna. I think they're gonna go up based on that hurry percentage. And they they blitz a little bit, not a lot, but I think they blitz enough to keep the, the offense off off um, off balance. Um, coming in at number two are the Philadelphia Eagles. They have the, the most sacks in the league at 17. They have a very high quarterback knockdown percentage, so they're getting to the quarterback. Um, their hurry percentage, that's kind of weird, is is actually a little on the low side, but they they hardly ever blitz. Comparatively speaking, their blitz percentage is like in the 20 percent range, and there's teams that are up there in the 40s. And coming in at number one, um, defensive line, pain, painfully to say that the Steelers are number one. Um, they have 15 sacks, second best in the league, and they've only played three games, so they're getting five sacks a game. Obviously, T.J. Watt, Cameron Hayward doesn't have a lot of sacks, but he puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback from the middle. Um, their hurry percentage is number one. Their quarterback knockdown percentage is number one. So they're getting to the quarterback and they're getting sacks. So this this team could get better. 
Um, they're, they're, uh, they, you know, they could have a few more sacks than what they have. Um, and like I said, TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward, Bud Dupree, I'm not sure if he's a, technically a linebacker or one of those edge rusher linebackers. Um, so they're, they're, uh, they're the class of the league right now. I think the Browns could, you know, hang with them, but um, they're number one from a defensive line perspective. I definitely would agree with that based on their stats and just I watched a couple of their games against the Broncos and the Giants, and it was like I think they held Saquon Barkley to like six yards, and against the Broncos it was like every single play they were getting back there. They were either hitting him, sacking him. It was it was ridiculous. I their offense. I think if if they get better at all, I mean I think that I I think that they'll win the Super Bowl. If they're, I mean, they look so good. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. You I don't know. I mean, the breaks like... though, because literally look at their schedule so far. They played Houston zero and four. They played the Giants, who are uh, what zero and four. They played uh, Denver, I think, is what one and three. They haven't played anyone yet, so this the Tennessee game would have been a good, like you know, yeah, see how they, yeah. good they really are. And I can see why they have good defensive numbers because those teams are in the lower end of the offenses in the league and the lower end of the offensive lines in my list here. So if they well, didn't looking, have yeah, if they didn't have good stats through those three games, then we would be really worried. Yeah, well, the team that, week uh, six. Yeah, week six against the Browns. You talk about the best offensive line and the best defensive line, at least in my opinion. Um, that's gonna be interesting. I think I think the Browns are gonna have to do something different to keep them off balance. Yeah, I, I think that the the Steelers they match up pretty well with these teams like the Ravens and, you know, the Browns that want to run the football a lot. I, um, yeah, I think that's going to be kind of difficult. I think Baker Mayfield, he's not going to have to throw like 500 yards, but he's definitely, we're going to need him to throw the ball uh, efficiently because they're, they're just going to be getting back there. If, if there's a third and 10, you know, we, we probably ain't going to get that, you know, I mean, <laughs> There's uh, they they get back there so quick. I mean, it is it is ridiculous. I mean, there's these teams, you know, the Broncos and all these teams, not very good. But you know, even if teams bad, it's like they're they're getting back there. They're getting back there so quick. Um, you know, I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't like them playing the Browns this year. I'm, I'm a little scared. Yeah, we just we just need to see them play a team before we start hyping them up even as much as it pains all of us, but they, once they play, even I'd give me one, like if they were to play Tennessee, that would have been a good, you know, showing of their actual talent and where they actually stand. Cause 90, like 80% of the league would be three, and zero right now, if they've had the schedule that they had. Yeah. So I'm, far. I'm, looking, I'm looking historically too. I mean, they've got solid players now for, you know, a while. So I took a little bit of the past into consideration um, with that ranking as well. All right, I'm going to get into my team rankings here. Now, I don't have a little comment or stat for every single team, but I'm going to go through 32 to 1 and then give a give a couple comments before, before I get started here. I got – so I basically have a kind of a, a number, like a quality production type thing for each stat – for each team 
and then add them all up. And so I got, I found some interesting stuff. So I got the team that has the largest weakness I have is the New York Giants. They have the, for, uh, for points scored, huge negative added to their score, negative 1.75. That, that's not really important, but just a really small number. And they've only scored 47 points. So their offense has been terrible. The Browns just scored more than that in one game. The team with the smallest weakness I have is the Baltimore Ravens. So they have they have the smallest weaknesses out of any team. Uh, their smallest uh, their smallest weakness. So their or what's well, their it's their biggest weakness is uh, passing first downs. They do not have any uh, passing first downs. They're twenty eighth in the league in that. The team with the that has the smallest strength. So out of out of the out of every team's biggest strength, the Miami Dolphins have the the smallest of those, and that's fumbles lost. They don't have any fumbles lost. So that's kind of funny that that's that's their best thing about them. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers here they have the biggest strength, and that is defensive rushing attempts. They have allowed the least amount of rushing attempts at 61. And I think the next team was like 86. So pretty good amount. They've now, obviously they have, uh, they played in one less game, but you know, so their defensive stats are kind of getting bolstered here a little bit, but then their offensive stats are going to be going down because of that too. So kind of evens out a little bit, but here are the, here are the rankings. So we got, I kind of put them into some different tiers. Bottom five here is the New York Giants. They, well, I already talked about the, um, scored the least amount of points. Number 31, Houston Texans. They have allowed the most rushing attempts, 149, which I already talked about the last podcast, how, the stats showed that teams that allow rushing attempts, they, they're not good. And that's typically because the other team is winning and they run the ball in them a lot. Number 30, New York Jets. They have, this is kind of a weird, I'm going to have to look into this a little bit more, but Pro Football Reference has a stat, offensive points, or what is it called? Offensive expected points contributed. And so the New York Jets, it has them as the worst ranked for the offensive expected points. In fact, there's only five teams that have negative points and that's one of them. And so I think that that, that must mean that they, um, that they're scoring such a, such a small amount of points and they're really, you know, giving their opponent some really good field positioning, that sort of thing. Denver Broncos, they are tied for second to worst in interceptions. Six, they're at 29. And I got a bunch of these where I don't really have a little stat for, but I'll go through them. Number 28 
is the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's the last of my bottom five. And then to get into this kind of tier of uh, bad or just kind of below average, 27 Detroit Lions, 28, or sorry, 26 Jacksonville Jaguars, 25 Dallas Cowboys. That's pretty, pretty disappointing. Obviously that's mostly because of their defense. 24 Washington football team. Wow, what what a bad few weeks they've had. They started out one and zero, and then I think they were number three after my rankings after the first week. That fell all the way twenty four. They got to be the biggest faller there. Twenty three Minnesota Vikings. Twenty two Atlanta Falcons. Twenty one Miami Dolphins. At twenty Cincinnati Bengals. Nineteen Las Vegas Raiders. 18 LA Chargers, 17 Chicago Bears. It's kind of strange, even though that they are three and one, you know, the stats, they kind of, you know, and everyone, everyone's kind of been saying Chicago Bears, they're three and one, but they don't look very good. You know, these stats kind of, kind of see the same thing. 16, just below the average kind of mark here, Arizona Cardinals. A little disappointing last couple weeks. And then you got this tier of above average. 15 Carolina Panthers. That's that's surprising. I thought they were going to be really, really bad this year. They've won a couple games. 14 Seattle Seahawks. Surprise doesn't have them a little bit higher. I don't know. I guess they've, you know, they really didn't beat the Dolphins by a whole lot and gave up a lot of points, I think, to the Patriots. So there's they're, they're definitely not perfect. 13, Buffalo Bills. 12, New England Patriots. They, I believe, are at one after week one. 11, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Top 10, we've got Tennessee Titans at number 10. Nine, New Orleans Saints. Eight, Baltimore Ravens. Number seven. Cleveland Browns. How about that? The yeah, stats like them. Above Baltimore. That wow. is unbiased, unbiased opinion. The stats like them. They won three in a row and scoring points. They're running the ball, running the ball well. Yeah, they, averaging over 30 points a game. I don't think I've ever they're I not count throwing the, interceptions, not fumbling it. They're getting they're getting to, turnovers, not not doing the turnovers. So all good stuff. Number six is kind of a, I don't, I mean, this, I don't know. This is, I don't know if I was actually ranking this team, I don't know where I put them. Six San Francisco 49ers, kind of a weird team because they're really injured. And also they played two bad teams, both New York teams and, you know, crushed them and then lost to the Eagles who are supposed to be pretty bad. So I don't, I'm not really sure. I think they're going to start sliding down this list. Uh, a lot to do with injuries there. Top five. Number five, L.A. Rams. Four, Kansas City Chiefs, who may have looked like maybe the best team in the league, but got some other teams up here. Number three, Pittsburgh Steelers. They, you know, some of these teams up, I'd say some of these teams up here kind of have, uh, benefited from playing some bad teams 
Pittsburgh Steelers, one of those. Number two, Green Bay Packers. They have scored the most points in the league so far, looking like a really good team. And then number one, this might come as a surprise. Anyone know who number one team is? No, I can't. I can't figure it out. That'd be the Seattle Seahawks. Nope. A little oh, surprising. It's a it's a team. I mean, a team that has a good record this year, but you would not think of them as doing so well. Again, this is one of these where they've benefited from playing some bad teams, but they played them really well. Is the Indianapolis Colts? They have allowed the least amount of yards. Total yards on defense. And it's, yeah. it just really likes them. And I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, they won. They're three and one. They, you know, have everyone's talking about them having a good defense. And they haven't played a whole lot of uh, really good teams. So that makes sense. You know, well, we'll probably, see on Sunday. They'll probably go down the list a little bit, you know, but it was funny. Even, um, after week one, so pretty much all the teams that won, you know, were kind of more at the top and all the teams that lost were kind of at the bottom. I was kind of surprised. I remember the Colts were actually quite a bit higher ranked after the above the Jags after week one, even though they lost the Jaguars. So the it was one of those kind of rarities. The stats actually liked uh, the Colts game more than the Jaguars. I'm not really sure why. I'll have to dive into that. But uh but the, the the numbers have really liked the Colts so far, so we'll see. Any uh, any takeaways? Yeah. Uh, so the, the top ten itself, purely off statistics, I would like a, agree with. If it was just you know shifted around a little bit, there wasn't any like super super surprising teams because I would have Indianapolis in my top ten. I want to have them at number one. So. I mean, they don't really have any, like, bad teams in there that have just, like, put up some sneaky stats there. So, it is kind of correlating with my top ten. But uh, just moved out around in a few places, shuffled there. Yeah, four weeks in, you know, I mean, that's the one thing about stats is that the sample size, you got to have a bigger sample size. So, week one, that is just very wonky because it's, you know, one weekend. And then four weeks in – you know, you get some of these teams that have just played bad teams, like the 49ers at six, they played the Giants, the Jets, and the Eagles. I don't remember who that first team was, but, you know, it's like three of their four teams are bad teams. So, you know, it's like, you, know, you got the Browns, they played the, what, the Redskins and, you know, the Cowboys, a couple of not so good teams. So, We'll see here against, you know, a couple of good teams, Browns and Colts. We'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, probably a little bit too early too to check out our, I forget what we were calling it, our NFL win range totals. But uh I was going to ask you guys, what, what do you guys think about putting uh, putting five bucks on that? Winner winner gets ten bucks. I'll put five hundred on it. I'm so confident. <laughs> make it a little <laughs> make it a little interesting. I'll go with yeah. five bucks. Sure. Uh, yeah, count we'll me probably, in. 
probably the next time we get together, we'll start talking about that because we should have a pretty good idea of the range of what teams are going to, you know, going to win. And... Yeah. yeah, we'll probably be around halfway through the season. And you can get like, you know, a nice idea. Yeah, I've not I've not looked at it too much, but I, there's some obvious ones. You know, the Cowboys I was pretty high on and they only one win for them. I think we were probably all thought they would do better than they are right now. And um, Cardinals not doing too great now. But yeah, a little too early. So we will see next next month. We'll see. So we will uh, we'll see you guys next time on the Big Punt Monkey Football Podcast. Signing off.